This is Plant-Based Briefing. What is a processed food versus a whole food? By Thomas Campbell, MD, at the T. Colin Campbell Center for Nutrition Studies at nutritionstudies.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, host of this curated content plant-based podcast, where I get permission from excellent contributors like the Center for Nutrition Studies to share their content with you. And I select a variety of topics on things like healthy, compassionate, and sustainable living and read them to you in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. The T. Colin Campbell Center for Nutrition Studies was established to promote optimal nutrition through science-based education, advocacy, and research. Their website is full of amazing information from studies to recipes to lifestyle information. And this article is by Dr. Thomas Campbell. He is the son of T. Colin Campbell, and he is co-author with his father of the best-selling book, The China Study. He's also course co-author of the Plant-Based Nutrition Certificate offered by E. Cornell and the Center for Nutrition Studies. He's published multiple papers in the scientific literature and has presented widely on the topic of plant-based nutrition. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. What is a processed food versus a whole food? By Thomas Campbell, MD, at nutritionstudies.org. This article was posted originally at myplantbasedprogram.com, where Dr. Thomas Campbell offers medical consultations and an intensive group program. For the most part, it is easy to understand what an animal-based food is and what a plant-based food is. Many people, however, are confused about what constitutes a processed food. In the strictest sense, food processing is any treatment of fresh foods to create other food products, including adding ingredients such as preservatives to prolong shelf life. Heating, fermenting, freezing, most packaging are all various forms of processing. For example, frozen vegetables with no other ingredients are technically processed. 100% whole grain flours are processed, and sauerkraut is processed because the cabbage has been fermented. Anything in a can is processed. In the same sense, most of the time when people prepare to eat fresh ingredients at home, they process them. If you blend food into a sauce or a smoothie, or if you cook a tomato, you are processing the food. As you can imagine, this strict understanding of processing is not very useful, at least not in a nutritional sense. If you use this definition and want to eat a fully unprocessed diet, you'd need to walk around in gardens and fields and just eat all your food straight from the plant, unaltered in any way. That's silly. From a nutritional point of view, the better way to think of processing is to think of whether you are eating a whole food or just a fragment of the original food. Are you eating a food fragment or the whole food? Whole grain wheat flour has the same parts of the whole wheat seed or grain, but it has simply been ground up. Thus, from a nutritional point of view, I've always considered whole grain flour to be effectively a whole food. On the flip side, things like oil or sugar are classic examples of food fragments. Soybean oil, for example, is solely the fat that has been separated from the soybean. All the other parts of the soybean are separated and discarded or used for a different product, and you are left with just pure liquid fat. Sugar is mostly made from sugar beets or sugar cane, and the sugar is a highly separated fragment of the original plant. Concentrating and eating just one fragment of the plant while discarding all the other parts leads to some serious differences in nutrition, as shown in the chart below. Table 1, a food fragment compared to the whole food. 
The table compares various nutrient values of 100 calories of raw soybeans and 100 calories of soybean oil. For protein, raw soybeans have 8.8 grams, soybean oil has 0. Saturated fat, raw soybeans have 0.5 grams, soybean oil has 1.8. Monounsaturated fats, raw soybeans have 0.8 and soybean oil has 2.6. Polyunsaturated fats, raw soybeans have 2.2 grams and soybean oil has 6.5. For all the following nutrients, soybean oil has 0, but raw soybean has, for fiber, 2.9 grams, calcium, 134 milligrams, iron 2.4 mg, sodium 10 mg, vitamin C 19.7 mg, and vitamin A 122 mg. And again, soybean oil has none of those. The bottom line, I suggest you think of food as a whole food or a food fragment, and consider food fragments as having been negatively processed, but the rest are generally okay. That means that whole foods that are technically processed, like frozen foods, canned foods, dehydrated foods, or pre-ground foods, are okay. Of course, there are exceptions, and it is not unusual that I'll advise a patient to change their intake of certain processed foods, like whole grain flours or blended whole foods. There are nutritional differences that arise from processing. Whole wheat flour is different from wheat berries, for example, just as natural, unsweetened applesauce offers different nutrition than a solid apple. But these nutritional differences are generally far smaller than the differences between whole foods and food fragments. So keeping it simple and thinking of processing in terms of fragment versus whole foods is a great place to start. You just listened to What is a Processed Food versus a Whole Food? by Thomas Campbell, MD at nutritionstudies.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, your host, And in episodes 174 and 175, Dining by Traffic Light, Dr. Michael Greger from NutritionFacts.org describes unprocessed foods as not only nothing good taken away, but nothing bad added. Lots of foods have added salts, oils, sugars, etc. So he gives an example of a tomato being processed into tomato juice, and that could be thought of as relatively unprocessed because even much of the fiber is retained But if salt is added, that would make it a processed food in his book. I'll put a link to episodes 174 and 175 in the show notes if you haven't listened to those yet. And please share this episode with anyone who might benefit. Word of mouth really helps the podcast grow. And my goal is just to get this information out there. Also, please be sure to subscribe or follow wherever you listen to this podcast. Share it on your social media. Just help spread the word. I'd really appreciate it. And thanks for listening.